0: Blog Talk Radio. To a Thousand Moms talk uh, for Leap Year, Leap Day in the Leap Year 2020. And I'm Dave Baylog, I'm the Information Officer for A Thousand Moms, Building Community Support for LGBTQ Youth in Foster and Adoptive Care. And today we're going to uh, discuss uh, uh, a very strange article um, that appeared in the Atlantic. Ma- magazine um, called uh, appeared today the shame of queers um, well the uh, article is called uh, Mayor Pete's shame uh, why policing Mayor Pete's gayness must be a priority and um, <laughs> I was speechless and very upset by this article Um And we're going to talk about it, and we're going to get comments from our regulars, and I want to introduce Dr. Ray.
1: Um, Greetings, Ray. Hi, David, and hi, Fred. Nice to meet both of you on the radio again.
0: Yeah. Well, this is Dr. Ray Working, host of the long-running Sunday morning uh, Homo Radio, WRPI.org, 91.5, locally and uh, uh, Ray, your website is uh, homoradio.org. Is that correct? Yeah, that's it. Yep. And from there, people can jump off the platform to many platforms to uh, listen to you worldwide. And your show is 10 to 2 Eastern Daylight yep. Time or Eastern Standard Time. We're on that. EST, yeah. Yep. So, uh, and also joining us is Fred. Fred is the president and co-founder of A Thousand Moms,
2: and um, Fred, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here, and good to be on with uh, Dr. Ray and yourself. Okay. Well, we're going <laughs> to...
0: I don't know how even to describe this um, uh, article that appeared. I, I I thought it was satire. Um but it's now part of a string of articles and uh, news videos or opinion videos about how Mayor Pete running for president is just not gay enough, not the right type of gay or um, even worse. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a harm. He's, I, I mean, I'm just kind of apoplectic because I've seen this this concept since he really announced last, almost a year ago. And um, uh, the LGBT community has been indifferent, flat, or just downright hostile. Not everybody, but I would say a majority. Hmm. Um, and uh, Ray, would you agree with that?
1: Uh, it, it's more widespread than I ever would have believed. There certainly are LGBTQ plus community members that are, um, you know, strongly behind, beside him and with him. But it's, it's, uh, it's something that I never foresaw. And I find it painful personally because vicariously I feel it. There are a lot of, in many ways I'm, uh, I'll probably be killed if I'm, <laughs> if I mention this tomorrow on the show, um, I've seen much of myself in Mayor Pete, and that's not something a a number of my friends and even a former Homo Radio uh, host wanted to see, and, boy, they've they've let me know it. I mean, I've taken it right right between the eyes. Um,
0: And yet, Fred, we've talked about it, about um, how uh, Mayor Pete has been received um, in general and then in the gay community, um, I I I was really impressed with him from the beginning. I, I thought he's extremely intelligent, speaks clearly. As, as some woman said this week, he speaks the King's English, and he is um, super smart by all accounts. Even the guy on Fox News, uh, Chris Wallace, said, uh, "Well, he's smart as a whip," and 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 yet he has struck a nerve that I I just could not have predicted, and we're, we're just the overall, Fred, what are your, your thoughts about this, the way well, it has
2: been received? Because, because, because we live together and work together, I heard what you have said all along from the beginning, as you say, almost a year ago, and I thought, It's good that someone who is gay is running for president and has some kind of a chance at first. And then uh, I didn't want to commit anything of what I thought until I learned more about him. You had already been reading whatever, keeping up, um, because you're more into politics than I am. But, But I was paying attention, and I did watch the debates, and I did read, and finally I decided I could personally support him because I see clearly, I think, for me, who he is, what he's about, and uh, that it makes perfect sense. And yes, he does happen to be gay, is how I would put it, because he is. But he's definitely not the gay candidate. He's a candidate who is gay. Just as, you know, we've been over these things a thousand times about uh, how labeling people, Uh, puts them in some kind of a box, and it's usually not good or it's overblown, you know, beyond positive. So, for example, I've always said I don't like it when people say foster child. Mm -hmm. I would say child who is in foster care because foster child totally defines that child as being in foster care, as if nothing else mattered about who that child is. Get this the same way.
0: Okay. Well, I want to... Just uh, read something quickly that um is in you know I wrote about this. I wrote a short book about this because I was previously so uh, <laughs> taken by by the way uh, the negativity um surrounding his uh candidacy in general and and the and the and the dichotomy i guess that that he he won Iowa. He, he did very well he, in, in New Hampshire. He, he has been received quite well by the straight community, by the older um, older uh, segment of the population in particular, and he is um, uh, uh, someone who, uh, for some reason, though, has is like a lightning rod for the LGBT Community and I don't even want to use words like that because what kind of a community do we have? I I we experience the same things. Um, but the uh, so I put this book together, and uh, it's called In Praise of Mayor Pete: Breaking Through Barriers Walls. In the cover, and you can get a copy on Amazon. dot com, but I, I I had it reviewed by a friend of mine, the gay activist and uh, community uh, college teacher who runs the Queer Studies Program in um, a local community college out of Minneapolis. And uh, he wrote, um, okay, I love David Bailog's newest book, um, Little Praise, but he says, in his exploration of some of the reactions to Mayor Pete, the first openly gay man to run for president, David combines cogent political and social commentary with his own personal experiences of coming out. He also provides some of the latest scientific information about the experience of queerdom. When I was coming out 55 years ago, it was unimaginable that an openly gay man could run for president of the United States. The rigid heteronormative standards of the day made that candidacy not only impossible but illegal and dangerous. I hope people in the queer community do not apply and prescribe rigid hetero rigid homo-normative standards, courageous and intelligent man running for the presidency. And that is Jerry Hirth, R N M A MA, from Minneapolis in February. Um, so um, I, you know, the, the idea that, what he's doing is courageous. Um, I never thought that the, the danger would be coming from his own his own people or the, the gay community. Um, uh, so, um, I guess I, I just you know I'm, I'm looking at this article again, um, and um, it reminds us we did an, an emergency show over the summer. Um, when the New Republic published and then retracted a scathing essay by Dale Tech, the name of the author, that blasted Buddha judge as so buttoned down and assimilated that he undermines the movement uh, undermines a movement based in what is still often termed deviance um and then this article I saw just recently in, in the New Yorker um The Queer Backlash to Pete Buttigieg Explained by um, the Russian journalist Masha Gessen. uh, Well, Russian-American. She lives here, but she is Russian and uh, she is lesbian. And she ends her piece by calling Buttigieg a straight politician in a gay man's body. Um, And it's just like Alice in in Wonderland. I, I, I don't believe I see what I'm Seeing or hear what I'm hearing, um, and Fred, we're all about role models. So why don't you talk about um, what your uh, feelings are about Mayor Pete as a as a role model, which these people are do not see him as a positive role model. Uh, right. what, I mean, what do you? I, I don't
2: know. Right, as, as it is so clear. Uh, just how much more do you need to say than he's the first openly gay man who is running for president and doing as well as he is? <laughs> just that alone is fine. Beyond that, when, uh, when you saw what happened at one of his events recently where a nine-year-old boy wanted to tell the world that he was gay, wanted to come out because of Mayor Pete, I don't know the whole story, and Ray can help fill that in, but... Well, and I saw that, uh, right, right? What are you going to say to that? Yes, he is a role model. And again, I don't think he has said, "I am the role model." Right? You would know more than I would, Dave. But I doubt he has said that. Mm. Um, no, he has.
1: But he said is a role model. Not we candidate. can say that. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, well, we can define him a... as a role model if we wish to, because we're doing what we do. Mm. Um, and I do see that, and he, yeah, he, you can't you can't be the role model. Meaning, there's only one way that someone is gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, uh, well, defining well, him herself as queer, to... or whatever it is. Obviously, that's the whole point. There isn't one way. Well, but the the, the
0: message I'm getting, and Ray, feel free to comment that that um, uh, from the, the the far left. Queer community, which thinks it is the only part of the queer community, is that Mayor Pete is. Uh, I mean, the only possible way to be gay is to be an East Coast, West Coast, uh, far right liberal on the streets with pink hair or or purple hair and polyamorous. Uh, I, I mean, they, they they speak this language of of of. Um, uh, it's foreign to me, and it's insulting to me and very upsetting i mean um i I told my the the person who wrote the pro, the intro to my book that I just read from a few minutes ago uh he said he couldn't sleep uh the night that he heard Pete getting bashed in one of the debates or uh on on some television show um I'm offended personally by his treatment and I, because I went through the same thing i mean working in 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 even in new york city uh, over thirty years in straight environments was very costly it it was um uh just you, you know there's a a, a new york uh law new york university law professor who I, I quoted in my book, his name is Kenji Yoshino, and he has appeared on Rachel Maddow, but not for many years that I know of. And uh, he has this concept, uh, he calls it uh, the cover, and, and he says there are three parts to coming out. First, you're in the closet, and and, and you're trying to figure things out. And then second, if you can get to it, Second is you come out and you tell people and um, and many people, believe it or not, can't, well, I believe it. Many people can't get to number two, but then comes number three, and he calls it the cover where you're always looking, always assessing. Uh, Ray, it reminds me of your analogy to the fugitive. You're, you, you know, you're always looking over your back or, you, or even less so you you're, you're, you're you're in a situation, in a work situation, in, in a uh, um, uh, uh, a social situation where you have to figure out what's okay to say and who is it okay to say it to, and your ears are up. My, my ears go up to listen for homophobic comments. It's almost like I'm trained to do that because I've heard them so many times and they've hurt me so many times. Um, it's like walking on eggshells, walking on a bed of nails. Um, Ray, do, do, you, uh, do you have any comments about that? I mean, I don't know what world haters are from. I, I don't recognize that world.
1: Well, actually, you know, I'm in the trenches all the time because I go to Gay Straight Alliances and I've seen the evolution of, of these organizations. Uh, you know, I started one when I was on the school board of my home school and was uh, attacked physically, threatened, three legitimate death threats. My house was trashed for an enormous amount of money. Uh, And this was um, March 15, 2008. And what I've seen when we finally got the Gay-Straight Alliance in in, uh, working order with a paid advisor in a legitimate club the following fall, uh, what I saw then is not what I've seen now. And people are afraid to say it, but there are almost no boys... Almost no boys in a, no males in a gay straight alliance anymore. A recent uh, dance, and I got the stats from that, had approximately 75 attendees, LGBTQ plus Valentine's Day dance. There were two males there because it's a different culture, and this is the culture that is having a problem with Mayor Pete. I don't have trouble enculturating those individuals. You know, you mentioned the color of their hair. Most of them have multicolored hair. They're garishly dressed, all of which is fine. I'm not passing any judgment. But a, a judgment that's being passed, and I'm not blaming the kids for this, but what? I, and I hear it on the show, and I called out a guest as recently as four or five years ago for it, who had the audacity and was from the Pride Center to say to the four of us, one of whom is of color, Ulysses, of course, is is Cuban, and the other uh, three of us are we're all uh, cisgender males, scoffed at us and said, and I quote, I I didn't have it easy like you people did. And I just lost it on the air and said, honey, you don't get it at all. (laughs) I couldn't even come out as an individual who wouldn't potentially end up in a, a psychiatric facility because until I was 30 years old, because the, um, American Medical Association still characterized homosexuality as a disease, and that was only the portal to all kinds of time that it took to to mild acceptance. What they wanted, I'm reading this quote word for word, is that uh, what you you know the the article we're discussing here. They're they're not happy because quote unquote. Mayor Pete is not broad spectrum enough. Now let's extrapolate that out for a second, if you'll bear with me. What does that mean? They want on stage, and they, you got to be careful with the pronouns, those are that are unhappy with Mayor Pete, they want a drag queen. They want to see some. They want to see some of the things that you saw in the earlier pride parades that are creeping back in. They want to see a pink jockstrap on somebody. They, they want those references. They They, they want to, you know, they want this flare and glare, in that's there. That's part of what they see. They want to see something in his hair. They don't. He's so middle American, and it so resonates with me because I look at Mayor Pete and I think, as I told you earlier, I'm vicariously living through this man. And I know the kind of crap that I'm taking lately. I, I'm scoffed at. You're, you're you're cisgender and you're old and you're white. Yeah, and and I've got the Gay Straight Alliance, and I work for the Trans Bathrooms in North Colony. My The the kids that I work with are broad spectrum, and nobody can challenge me on that if they know who I work with. And yet they're coming at us, people that I thought were friends, because we're not broad spectrum enough. So what do they want on that stage? What did when that nine-year-old that Fred mentioned, nine years old, he at the last moment he slipped a question in, this is the narrative, because it was a town hall and you could put in anonymous questions, and his ended up with his, he identified himself. And he asked about how, you know, how do you go about coming out as gay? I'm nine years old, blah, blah, blah. And Pete, he then identified himself and got up on the stage. And I thought Pete very eloquently explained to him that it's not easy. It's a process. And the kid's dressed so beautifully. And he has such a great persona and, you know, a sense of self. And I thought that was a moment from time. And I think you guys would, too, that you'd want to keep forever. But this this subset, this cohort of our broad spectrum, they don't want that. They'd rather have a guy jumping up there in a dress. And I don't have a problem with that either, and I certainly wouldn't pass judgment. But don't take the kid and Pete down because they don't express themselves the way you do. Well, Ray, do you know if um, – how did that uh,
0: – do you know any details about, like, uh, was was – there was an adult standing with that youth. Um, do you know if that was his mother? Or, it was his uh, dad
1: I was, I, there there was a, a parent. I saw that the male. I thought it was his father.
0: oh okay and, and Could did have been they both say anything about did they say anything or did anybody say anything about how this incident came how this question came about? Well, um, the the, form up... the
1: organizational structure of the town hall was to to submit a question at the last minute. The nine-year-old put his question in the pot or the, you know, the box, and and it was drawn randomly, and okay. that's how it unfolded. And, and, and so
0: invite him on the stage or, or, I
1: mean, he, the quote unquote was he jumped up on stage, um, after Pete. Okay. And actually, he the, he allowed the town hall to end. It was nothing inappropriate. When it was over, he jumped up to talk to to his hero Mayor Pete. And I, I can yeah. tell you, that, and, and you know I work with kids at risk two to three times a week, and, and this goes right to the heart of what Fred was saying in, a, in our production meeting before. Um, I hear males talking about Mayor Pete as a role model, Fred. They they see this man as someone who has succeeded, he survived, he, and in a multiplicity of ways, and that's, for those particular kids, that's a role model. Is he everybody's role model? No. Um but I, right. and no, I and, think, yeah, my argument is,
2: but no one person could be every or should be everybody's role model because it's not possible. We should have the LGBTQ community should have different role models because people are different, even within this community, of course. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I can, and again, I can understand that for some people out there, he isn't a person you would want or see as your role model okay (laughs) but he's not professing
1: to be everybody's role model right they they call him boring and and you know that that's not gay enough and and again those are strange phrases and when you actually try to pin down what they mean excuse me it's difficult because and the summary statement is what you just said there's no there's no one who running who would please everybody but if a drag queen were running or a transsexual at this point, this subset would be much happier um, because they don't feel our spectrum is broad enough. I mean, I, I've been told and, this to my face. And,
2: and fine. You don't include and if that happen, right? If that happened, fine. Um, in in the case of where we are, uh, I don't know how far that person would have gotten, but maybe anything's possible, and it's fine by me too. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I can see. For me, there's no doubt about I mean and again, how do I know i've never met a mayor Pete uh, nothing but just read and looked and watched the debates, etc, but I feel that I have an understanding for how it is that he is who he is i've questions because it's interesting to me uh you know that as people have said that he couldn't come out until he was thirty or whatever it was on. Um, but, you know, but I do know how it is different for everybody. So, yeah, I would have thought, well, at a younger age, it might have been easier. But it obviously wasn't for him, which he has said. Okay. Um, but uh, you can see, it, it's very clear to me, maybe because of my background in foster care and then as gay. So maybe it, it's easy for me to see. I can see how he is and how he probably, in my theory, how he could have gotten to be who he is now because of him trying to do the best he could, and, you know, that whole thing about being the best little boy, et cetera, et cetera, on if you're gay and you're trying to please people and you know there's something, and so you try to be perfect and all this stuff. Of course, he's brilliant. That's obvious on top of it. So he did what he did to get by, to survive, to whatever. He wanted to do something. He's a very, you can see, he's a very serious person. So he kept working at it. He did the best he could he went to harvard etc cetera, etc cetera. then he got that job at that consulting firm which having gone to a school in that caliber i understand that whole thing about how people do that uh because it's one of those things you would do to see what is possible these are high level kinds of places that people work at um but he only stayed there for two years so then he went to do something else I can see how he's worked his way along trying to do what he could do. And, of course, the utmost well, but, in our culture, but, in our society, is president. So why not? I, yes, he's well, young, but so uh, what? Why not?
0: Fred, what I object to is the uh, the way uh, this group, I mean, the, the far, far, far left, has sort of portrayed him as hideous. He's He's privileged. Because he got to Harvard. My experience is you earn your way to Harvard. Uh, they don't hand out right, he didn't come, uh, free yeah. he, invitation. He's
2: not from one of the top 1% families of somebody who's – I don't remember now. Did either of his parents go to Harvard? No. They did not? You know that? Okay. Um, so, okay so he's definitely not – I mean, if, they, if one of his parents had, you could even say – He's, he's definitely he could be in that privileged category, but if his parents well, did Bush not, George yes, Bush went to Harvard
0: but, on a legacy, on a legacy uh, invitation, and and nobody said boo about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, and, I mean, right? It, it,
2: you can see he's worked he's at being, he's focused.
0: Yeah, well, he worked hard, he earned it, and um, uh, you know, I I just resent this idea that he's this. Machiavellian uh, plotter, you know that 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 he got the job at McKinsey so that he could uh, do evil things like control the lob laws, bread prices in Canada. I mean, he was an entry level. Not, I mean, he had right. assignments, yeah, that was but he that, wasn't that was management, right? Right. He wasn't I mean, and that came the from the New York whatever. Times. Uh, you you know, and, and 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 that he went into the army. Career move, um, probably working with the uh, the CIA, and I mean, my God, the Bushes were all over creativity with with uh, the, the George H W Bush, George W Bush, with sketchy elitist things they did in their past that that propelled them forward. And I, you know, listen, Fred, you and I went to pretty good schools, and great right, Ray, you did too, Uh, Sienna, and um, you know, you, you, I just can't get over the fact you work your butt off to get there, to get through it, to get a degree under the worst circumstances where you have to muzzle yourself to 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 basically survive to get through. I mean, I went to Hamilton College, and it was four years of. wanna to say torture but it was very, very hard because I didn't come out to anybody. And I just felt it wasn't safe and and Fred, like you said, there were people who there who were gay and I didn't identify with any of them. I I, I was not a drag queen, I was not a um a a flower child. Um so anyway, I, I, I'm I'm just sort of expressing my general outrage at the, you know, uh, there's got to be some understanding of, uh, you know, hey, we're in this boat together, and and you've got to open your eyes to what, you know, everybody's experience is different. Everybody's experience of the closet is different. And getting out, well, I, I wanted to throw this out you know, some people never get out. Maybe even uh, many people never get out of the closet.
2: Right. A couple um, people that we think were even president of the U.S.,
1: right? Yes. Well, At, at um, least so, one, James exactly. Buchanan. And right. and certainly yeah. we had and the some, greatest ally in the White House. Uh, and uh, David, you brought uh, uh, Lem uh, Billings into the picture, who lived basically in, in the family quarters of the White House for the entire time. I mean, uh, certainly John gets, John John F.K.'s best friend. Um, So we had an hour We were in many ways we're in much better shape in 1960 than we are right now. It's it's amazing to me, the recidivism. And I'm sure you guys see it too.
2: It's much better.
1: It is. Yet
2: for each individual person, as we all know, and as we have said in the past on these programs and as we do in training and out there in the community at events, that, It is a unique experience for each child to go through because it is still not out there enough for every parent to know how to help your child deal with all of these feelings at the age of five, three, seven, eight, nine, whatever. I mean, you know, um, people aren't trained in that way. They just don't even know. Some do better than others. But it's still difficult and it's not like i mean in some cases but it's not like your family is lgbtq to start with so that there it is it's just the way it is you know that's the wild exception that your
1: parents and into. and no matter how wide your perspective your uh your you know how broad based rather your your population is uh and and i we've had this discussion on homo radio i've had it with my brother uh, and, and Sean, uh, you know, who uh, his host has been on the show since he was ninety, and since ninety-seven when he was eighteen years old, and is now forty-one, uh, he does not get what I get. That it, it's a tough sell to, to, to explain to someone that you have a sexual attraction to a sex sexual orientation other than your own. I'll be careful not to bury myself here, and yet. He expects people to understand uh pansexual. I respect it am I, am I, is that going to be something i'm going to sell my uh, to my family? am I going to start out there i'm hard, I'm having enough trouble selling gay and this is the kind of sub uh, psychodynamic that's out there now they've th- this left wing and i guess you'd call it left wing this non uh, they the group that's upset with Pete and I think David will agree with me feel that we are indeed boring. We are the flip side of being heterosexual. And quite frankly, my boring life probably is. I mean, there's not a lot different from me and my heterosexual counterparts that I think the world of. But that's not the case in all the spectrums that, that are there. And Fred's doing a good job of... You know of of, sound, of explaining that we, it's idiosyncratic. They're all different. I worked with Jack Einstein uh, doing the bathrooms in North Colony. I never got to know transsexualism so well as that young male who just graduated from Seton Hall explained to me. Ray, I I am I have the same attractions you did, female to male trans, and I understand it, and I, my heart breaks for someone of the trans folk that that have these pains, but don't, don't take it out on somebody that's working for you and respects you. Please. And that's what they are doing to Pete. That's what I, I feel in my gut, in my heart. And what's, what's even
2: more incredible, I suppose to me, is that
1: we're, we're getting into the weeds,
2: as they like to say, with something like this. I mean, what? I mean, look at every look at out look it out there. Look at the other candidates, even presently, but you know, in the not so distant past. Uh, are you kidding? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go into this level of detail about somebody. I mean, you know, what does it take to get to the point to run for president of the United States? Uh, and, and let me let me most ask people, people the can't possibly but... fathom it.
1: Let me let me in, in two seconds. Ask a question. When, when as this whole thing unfolded, and the Republican can, uh, or the Repo- Democratic candidates rather, came out. I don't know how many people I told her how many times I said on the radio. If you took all the politics out of it and put these CVs on a table, or resumes, whatever you want, and look at all the candidates, I defy anybody in a debate situation to tell me that Pete Buttigieg is not forget Democratic. Republican, independent, uh, inside-out boy. I don't give a damn what your polit- polit- politics are. You tell me or make a case that Pete is not the most qualified person, and I'll have a problem with you. Yes, Joe Biden has more. He has been there since day one, and, and he's a personal favorite of mine, worked with my niece in the White House. Pete is the most qualified person at this time. And at the end of the day, if you had a blue-ribbon panel deciding, do you think they wouldn't come up with Pete? No, exactly. Which begs
0: the question, and I'm trying to, I'm revising or writing a new book on the the LGBTQ health and the brain, and um, uh, I've been sort of immersed in it the last couple of weeks. But it's not easy. I, 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 the two points I've been concentrating on that I, I, um, I think are really critical is that, uh, you know, we're we still haven't gotten past i mean the stigma is just so overpowering that sometimes that i mean i've lived it but you know ray and fred it, 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 i this is no choice as seems to be the the stigma still alive and well alive and kicking that you know you choose to be gay at some point and um Uh, it's just being destroyed by science, by neuroscience that, uh, you know, it it, it is genetic, it is biological, it is set in the womb. And we're talking about all sexuality, all, all uh, uh, gender attraction, um, all gender um, uh, orientation, sexual orientation. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, Issue of hormones. It's an issue of, of, of uh, uh, could be parental birth order because the mother uh, develops I- immunity to having having a, a, a male child if you if she's had several before. It's all it's all in there. They don't know exactly, but there's no choice in the matter, none, and that seems to have crept back into the into the discussion, um, and also. Uh, Where does the stigma come from? The Bible. I I had the pleasure of going to uh, um, Metropolitan Community Church in New York for four or five years and um, uh, got to read a a profound book on uh, uh, how this stigma came about in the Bible, which I believe is the number one source for uh, uh, the the advancing of a stigma, comes from, Uh, just poor translations of words that have lost their original intent from the ancient Greek and Latin and Hebrew. And, and this is a a, a 20th century phenomenon where uh, intentionally or uh, well, I think it has to be intentional Uh, as new editions, new versions of the Bible come out. They, they, they take words and they stigmatize them. And I, I, as for instance the story of Sodom and Gomorrah which has just been twisted beyond you know i think that that may be the the one uh, uh story in the bible that that pastors use to do reparative therapy to condemn the gay to tell kids they're you know they must change this is an evil sin and uh the 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 woman who was the pastor the longtime pastor at Metropolitan Community Church in New York Um, Pat Bumgardner gave a a, a sermon recently and I saw it on on, uh, YouTube and she was saying she was astonished that and she preached this to us 30 40 years ago she preached to us that all of this stuff about the Bible and how translations of words devolved into into, uh, a stigma and how uh, uh Leviticus was just uh, – uh, you can explain it away in, in like two seconds. But she said she was at a conference recently of worldwide LGBT pastors and leaders, and they did not understand this, and she was just floored. She said, I, I, I'm speechless. i speechless. I just don't understand why we can't um, – uh, we could end this stigma if we worked at it and we have the tools to do it. But um, so that's my two cents. I mean, I, it is worse, Ray. It, it it just feels worse because, you know, you think we would have, everybody has the assumption that, well, you guys got marriage equality. Everything is set. Um, no, <laughs> as a matter of fact, uh, Pandora's box has opened up uh, quite the opposite. Um so you guys, um, what do you think? Where are we? We've got four minutes left. Uh, Fred, um, what do you think about the? Uh, well, the one thing I wanted to make a point in, in 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 regard to the the boy who got up and and spoke to Pete is that I have seen many clips, and they're very moving. Where kids and hug him, and and it's really quite extraordinary. Uh, one I saw this one woman, this one girl, maybe eight, nine years old uh, she's in New Hampshire at this on a tour in the state house a long story but she was you could see in the clip she was infatuated with Pete and she 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 wanted to say something and then after a minute or two, she just walked up to him and hugged him and and i, I and he said, thank you and, you know you don't see this anywhere else. Would you agree Fred?
2: Right. I mean, <laughs> right. I, yeah, I don't have to be convinced. And when I saw that piece about the nine-year-old boy, that was plenty. Right. I could see it. Um, it. In order to do that, like how a child would feel, the level of comfort, I mean, you name it. I mean, it's all over the place. Right. I mean, that's what we talk about. We want kids to be able to do something like that with people they trust. <laughs> and there was this kid, a person he didn't even know, just the – idea of this person was enough and then being in that space in that meeting in that town hall whatever with him was enough to have the kid feel comfortable to put that question out there and then to go up and meet Pete on stage too that's amazing yeah Yeah.
0: and what people have said about him is you know uh, regardless of his intelligence which is you know undeniable is that he's kind and 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 I kinda want that in a president. You know, I, I mean I don't see that as a, a flaw and I don't see him as a weakness either. Um and and just the fact that uh, uh he's being crucified for for that and um uh, and, and not being uh unconventional enough is I don't know. I don't know if we've uh, <laughs> And and I'm sad to say I, I I wish I didn't have to say it I I I just think it's getting harder for him to stay in this race I hope I'm wrong um but uh, it's uh, it's wearing on me it's I I don't know I I would encourage people to go to PeteForAmerica.com dot com and send him some money because that's the only way he's going to stay in and fight this and um. I, I just feel so, as Ray, I, I, I really do agree with you. I live vicariously through this. I feel like I know this guy because of the uh, what he has gone through is what I went through. And 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 there's no miracle out of it. And I really do think there's some, uh, uh, how do they say, skullduggery going on with this uh, mindless uh, 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 destruction of him. I I just feel like uh, I don't know. There's 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 we're in the age of Trump, and, and you know, it's a uh, anything goes um, or worse. So we've come to the end of our time, guys. But uh, I want to thank Fred Elia president of a thousand moms, and uh, um, I want to thank Dr. Ray. And uh, I hope people. Will um, do their homework and um, uh, not pass judgment. And um, any any final words, Fred? Ray? No,
1: I think we covered a lot of ground, and I appreciate being part of it. Thank you, David, and thank you, Fred. Right. Exactly. Right.
2: Okay. We could go on and Bye-bye, on. Bye
1: bye.